0: Going on, everybody. This is the ChondroCast, the podcast for green tree pythons and the people that keep them. I'm your host, Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. Enjoy the show. is new
1: man just uh working man working a lot and uh spending money on snakes <laughs> you know i got that uh that designer from uh bill stegall yep and i'm paying on her i haven't picked her up yet but I'm, I'm paying on her and uh so i've got that one coming probably here in the next two months and then i've got the Wamina that will be here uh, hopefully next week nice the collection is growing. That'll put me at eleven.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Oh, man, they are some addicting animals.
0: They are. I like. I like. I said uh, on another episode. I think it was. I don't know if it was on this or if it was on her pediculture podcast. But <coughs> there are times where I like really contemplate selling off everything that's not a condro and just going all in on them
1: well you know I, I go by carpet cartel because I was heading to the carpets I had a bunch of yeah. carpets and you know I had I had picked up a couple of uh, green trees and moved them out and stuff sold them for other carpets and things like that and it's just like I missed them so bad and they've always been my favorite Python it's like I just missed them like you know there's nothing like watching that color change and you know how many times I've changed water or changed the bedding and walked out of here and left the cage open, you know, for hours yeah. and go do something. And they come <laughs> home and they're still sitting on a perch. You know, yep. you can't do that with other snakes. Leave your cage open. See how fast your snake comes down. Right. You know what I mean? And the green trees are just like, eh, whatever. If they even turn around and notice the door is open. Even if
0: they had the option, they probably wouldn't go anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah. They yeah. just sit there. And so it's it great. And, I mean, I've done that quite a bit. And I was out the other day with my wife and, I think we were like at Walmart or something, and we'd been out running errands. and We'd been gone for like three hours. And I was like, "Crap!" And she's like, "What?" I was like, "I left the cage open to one of the snakes." And she's like, "Is he gonna get out?" I was like, "I doubt it." <laughs> you know, like probably not. Came home yeah, if that and it were, hadn't it, even moved. Man. If that
0: were any colubrid, it'd be gone, gone. Like you'd never. Oh play. yeah,
1: definitely. Are <laughs> we? We have a we have a king snake and a corn snake, and you know, uh uh-uh. uh They they. It's like, oh, you're in the room. Let me start moving pushing all up on the doors and stuff they're, they're hilarious they are some hilarious animals
0: yeah i just i don't know i love my other little side projects and and species fetishes to to sell them all off just to go all in on chondros i don't know i couldn't do it
1: <clears throat> yeah and I, i've thought about it you know and i've i've been called like a restless keeper to where i've had ball pythons i've had other stuff and i was gonna do all these projects and then i just get i get tired of them you know i get bored of them and the one thing i've never gotten bored of is my chondros and i I, just the the color changing yeah you know it's
0: it's funny like them as sedentary as they are they should not be as addicting as they are
1: Exactly Because they're and really not that like, exciting you know, Like
0: people Like I thought ball pythons were lazy I started keeping conjures Like yeah, these things don't do Exactly Anything
1: That's what I was fixing to say They're just They're they're just like ball pythons They're just on a stick Except They look better doing nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the real thing They're much easier they on the eyes They doing nothing
0: Maybe that's why Bill does both Maybe Man. he's got well, it he's, figured out You know out.
1: He's, he's got the balls He's got He's got the carpets I think he still had some odd ends I think he had a he's got some rhinos, I believe mm-hmm. some, uh, rhino rat snakes and, you know, and then the condros, of course.
0: Yeah. I want to get my hands on but some of he's, those too. He's,
1: man messing with that dude. That's, that's why he, the addiction came back into play was messing with Bill and being over to his house. And it just, it started up again. Like I get over there and you're looking at all his snakes. and It's just like, man, like these animals are so beautiful and, you know, and then,
0: Let's see. All right. Well, I mean, we've we've been recording for the last five minutes already, but oh, cool. there's already some <laughs> cool... In- I like to kind of just. I don't know. I don't like to, to do the the rocket ship countdown because then everyone because like it's not very natural, you know. But anyways, welcome everybody. This is episode six of the Conjure Cast. I'm Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. It is a fine Saturday afternoon here in South Carolina. Everything's covered in pollen where everyone else is covered in snow so I'll take the pollen and allergies over that but today I'm joined by Mr. Evan Browder. Yes sir. What's up? How's it going?
1: Pretty excited to be doing another show man. This is especially talking chondros.
0: Yeah, you know, man. I've, I've been
1: on uh, from the ground up.
0: Yeah, you were on there. The a few Port times. city
1: pythons podcast. Yeah, I did that quite a few times. Because
0: <laughs> uh, they were they were I local did to you, right? Keeper, do what? They were local to you, right? Like when they lived in Texas. Yeah, California. they they
1: at one point they lived literally like five minutes from my house. Hmm. I mean, between five and ten minutes. And so they had a couple guests at times. You know, I, I was actually called to be a guest, and then there was times where they would have a guest lined up. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen, and they would call
0: me and be like, "Yeah, hey, you were like you the filling guy. guy." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Say like, sure, designated hitter for a couple hours. Yeah, so you did that, and then you were on. I know you were on GTP Keeper Radio. You were on that at least once, right? Or did you do that multiple yeah, times too? Yeah, that
1: that was. I was so nervous. I, like, I don't blame me, <laughs> man. I, I would have been too. I think it's because my first time talking <sighs> to Condra. Like everything yeah. else is just, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like that relaxed animals talk about everything you right, know i, oh, I right. keep dart frogs and i've got chondros and we've got dogs and i've got tarantulas like i you just talk about anything and that was such a specific you know what i mean we're talking about chondros and i was so nervous because the people i'm talking to have been doing this for years mm-hmm. whereas you know for decades and i've just been doing this for a couple of years and uh it, it was my stomach was hurting a little bit i was <laughs> my wife was laughing at me i was She's sweaty. Like, hey, relax, man. <laughs> She's like you talked to Bill all the time. I was like, I know, but still, this is different. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Was it? It wasn't just you though. You, there was someone else with you, right? It was Buddy, Bill, you, uh, and... Jason Stevens. Okay.
1: He, they had uh, Jason Stevens. He's the the veteran keeper. Yep. I was the novice keeper, uh, and then you know Bill and Buddy.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to have Bill on later this month. I've been talking to him off and on, and uh, I don't know. I want to do more. Like I, I'm, I've been trying to get mark on more regularly but his schedule's a little more hectic <clears throat> so it's kind of hard to like have Mark yeah, he, come on he it lives, as like a co-host one. <laughs>
1: he lives he lives about five minutes yeah. another direction from me it's funny like we're all like kind of right here you know bill's in arlington which is about 30 minutes from me i'm in basically dallas okay. and uh you know he's about 30 minutes from me and you got there's a lot i'm I'm learning there's a lot of local chondro people they started the uh Texas Chondro Keepers group, and Mm was just like, wow, there's a lot of Chondro people
0: in Texas. Isn't it strange that it's sort of like cut up into factions now? Like you have a Colorado guys, you have Maryland guys, and you have your like your Texas guys.
1: It it does seem like so strange. There's there's quite a few folks in Florida.
0: Yeah, that too.
1: And it's just, but it's it's I love it, man. I, I like being able to. Have local people, especially people like Bill, who's, you know, breeding these animals. Yeah. Or Matt Morris, he's in Austin. It's like, hey, man, I've got some questions, you know, and like at they're one right point,
0: there. Uh, uh, they're accessible.
1: Right. And even even people I've met off of, off of you know, like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, uh, Ian Bissell, you know, I had tried to breed chondros, I think it was about three years ago, four years ago, on a pair I had. And, I mean, I was blowing them up. And I had talked to Ian because I seen him producing some stuff, and that's how I got to know Ian. And I'm just question after question after question. I'm like, man, these guys are gonna get tired of me, you know? I'm yeah. just asking them everything, and they helped so much. And it was just like invaluable information, and just helping me, and just man, it was it was great. And then you build friendship, you know, behind that. And then Ian came in for uh, Southern Carpet Fest, and. It was just a wonderful time, man, getting to actually meet him face to face, and then he could come in and look at the snakes. I was asking questions about and stuff like that. It was great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was nice to finally get to meet Ian in person at, at Southeast Carpet Fest, because I also talked to him on a pretty regular basis. Uh, it's kind of funny. I feel like everybody has their handful of like chondro guys they talk to, like their little clique yeah. in a sense. Like I talked to Ian a lot. I talked to Justin Wilbanks a lot. I talked to Brian Fisher a lot. Um Harlan obviously, um, like everyone has like. You mean Harlan? You mean Harlan talks to you? (laughs) That too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Harlan is so awesome, man. Like I I actually, I love you know. I I talked to him on Facebook, and he's like, "Well, give me a call, man." I was like, "Okay, cool." Nobody really told me, you know, what to expect.
2: Yeah, no one gave you a warning.
1: Dude, I called him, and I literally think I asked maybe like two sentences, two questions. And, and we were on the phone all, for like yep, an hour uh-huh, and a half, yep, and it was all uh-huh, hard mm-hmm. But it was—I was soaking it up like a sponge. Oh like yeah, it was great. And it was just—it was so funny because he just—he just took off, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" <laughs> like
0: completely unsolicited. All the I had to yep. ask
1: him. He was already answering without me asking mm-hmm. the questions. It was great.
0: Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's been a—he's been a huge help just in the in the breeding department, you know. Because I finally got a clutch on the ground first clutch ever uh should be having <coughs> eggs pipping in a month should be like april 9th or so
1: so awesome man and as long as i've been working with snakes i've only gotten one clutch of snakes ever and it was like some mutt carpet pythons they weren't like a spectacular pairing but you know i bred snakes and i was so happy and that's all I've done. Like, I almost did it with the green trees, but they were infertile.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: she had some egg-bounding issues and had to go to the vet. And it was just like, man, like, I, I almost did it. Like, I did everything else right. They just
0: yeah it didn't go. Right there, like that second to last right. step. And, then and just, so, you yeah. know, that's when I kind of
1: changed things around, kind of moved the carpets out. Everything's been green tree since then. Like, it's been so green tree that I've seriously contemplated changing my name from carpet cartel.
0: I, I know Condor you cartel. mentioned that in the uh, in the Farthround Up yeah, chat. Everyone was giving you me. shit was, about you, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, then you, you should be Condro Cartel and I'm just like, but at some point I want to go back. You know, I, yeah, I love my definitely. jungle. Yeah. And I would like to get back to I'll,
0: Carpet. I've thought I'd about like, doing right the now. same thing with my name, like changing yeah. my name to Palmetto Coast Condros, but I'm I'm I'll never just have Condros. Like I'm I'm too i'm too adhd for that like I, I my my attention spans too many different things so like i'm keeping it as and as i mean as, that's
1: where my um, focus is right now you know what i mean like my yeah, main yeah. focus right now is nothing but chondros but there's i really want to work with alterna you know i love the great band of you need
0: to hit up my dad there because my dad has about four pairs he's about to put together once they come out of formation. he's got a big group of. and then of, them. of
1: course uh Dude Tennyson is, like, one of the great man yep, yep. guys. And he's he's in, I think, Arlington, right there by Bill. He's, like, 30 minutes away. It's just like, those are some awesome snakes. And it's like, okay, go by Condro Cartel. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm putting out, I'm trying to trying to breed Kingsnakes. Mm-hmm. It's like, Kingsnake Cartel? You
2: know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: no. Nah. So I think I'll just leave it Carpet Cartel and roll with it. You know, I put a lot of time into that name, so.
0: So when did Let you happen. when did you get your first chondro?
1: Oh, that's a funny story. <clears throat> I, I, I murdered him. <laughs> you know, I, uh, <laughs> was it I would say 2006, 2005, 2006 This was my first time. I'd worked at a pet store,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they got some in. And at the time, i always seen them in books, always loved them, but I didn't know anything about them. I thought they had to be, you know, I knew the humidity was pretty high. And so, you know, I had the red heat bulb and all the stuff they tell you now not to do. And I had them in this this big, almost like a display cage. And I had uh, three, I know now they were b but I had three uh, three animals and they were all zeerlings. And I had them all in the same cage. But it's a big cage. It's like a four by seven. Like it was huge. Oh, damn. And the bottom, I had like a big, big log thing that went all the way up. And had branches and everything, and in the bottom I had turtles, like water mm-hmm. and turtles. Like I think I had like some softshell turtles and a snapping turtle. Had them all in there together, and I thought, you know, this is like the ultimate thing. This looks awesome. You know, it's like natural kind of. And uh, everything was great for a while, but the turtles are nasty. You know. Oh yeah. Had no problems with the animals themselves. It's just turtles, turtles are nasty and are horrible. I've got to do water changes. Yep. yep. So there's no I filter
0: on Earth that can keep up with any species. You, you of know dirt. what I'm saying? Yep. And
1: so I pulled the turtles out and decided to put like I don't know some kind of bedding, probably reptile bark or something, in there. Well, I didn't realize how much I changed that entire atmosphere, that mm-hmm. whole setup. When I did that, you know, I think with the water in there, it really helped. them. And here I am thinking, you know, I'll oh, get rid of all these turtles or nasty, give them the water bowl. Oh, dude, it did not take no time. Like I pretty much, almost like a fish tank, like I crashed it. And one by one, they would ground themselves. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm trying to spray them. And, you know, I don't know nothing at that time. Facebook wasn't like it is now to where you just have these groups and the chondro groups to where you could go to. You know, I don't even think there was a Facebook. I think it was, like, MySpace
2: and
1: com yeah. and stuff like that. So, I you know, I was just stuck out, and then one by one they dropped. And I was just like, okay, crap. And so I got scared of them. You know, then I was like, okay, they're too delicate. I'll mm-hmm. never have these again. And then was it, I think it was about 20, 2013 when I met Bill and went to his house and saw his stuff, and it just, I wanted him again, and then it was a whole different experience, because now Facebook is out there, yep. and you get information from people that have been doing this forever, you know, writing books about this stuff, at, at, at just typing, you know what I mean, and so it, it changed the game, and it's like, any questions I had, I'm asking Bill, I'm, I'm asking other people, I, I was lucky enough to actually message and talk to Rico once, and you know, it was just, all this information started coming in, and so I just start soaking it up, soaking it up. And okay, got to change this, got to do this. This is what they're doing, you know. This is why their animals are doing so well. Got to change these cages, get them out of aquariums. You know what I mean? Put them in, or or whatnot. And I just, it it's Bill's fault. It's all Bill's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I sit now. I'm I've got two that are coming, and that will make eleven.
0: It takes nothing. I went from one to four or five in a surprising amount of time.
1: I, and they're so like I, my wife. You know, she she already knows them. Let's go to reptile So She just look at me like you're not getting nothing. And I'm like, I don't ever really get anything from the reptile shows anyway. It's, it's the people I talk to and kinda of yeah, network with.
0: I don't really anymore. And I think
1: now it's like she's not so worried that I'm gonna find something at the show, it's who I'm gonna bump into at the show. Yeah. That sounds oh, great. <laughs> now he's gonna find somebody else to buy a snake from. So Yeah, it's always she's something else, man. She's she's a great woman, dude. She she's supported this and has been in my corner and like I said, it just got me the uh, Walmina from uh, Ryan Burke at Clockwork Reptile for my birthday, which is the end of this month, and I'm just like thrilled right now.
2: Yeah, I'm so, got man, Walmina Wom-
0: are cool. That's just that's one of those localities. Like if you throw it into something, it just it throws some real. I'm babies. telling
1: you. And then my my whole plan, you know, I've I've got a couple designers. Uh huh. The both of them are actually from Bill. Uh, one of them is a. From that repeat pairing that produced the sickness.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the one you have haven't a yellow, come in yet. Yeah, right?
1: the little yellow one.
0: No, you, you bought an older I one. Got,
1: yeah, the older one. She is from the Blue Cyclops and the uh, son of B. I think it was a uh, Jim's male.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That she's the one. I saw, he was at NARBC, and I saw her, and my wife was like, ooh, I like her, and, you know, it just kind of happened. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> That counts as permission if you ask coming. me.
1: Man, I'm telling you, it's, you, you got to stay away from certain people. And she she told Bill, she's like, you're his drug dealer. She's like, "Pretty much." <laughs> I'm going to set up like a credit account that we put money into, Yeah. so when he, whenever you read a clutch, he's got money in his account. You just sign a, like, a contract that says crazy. for
0: the next 60 years, I'll... I'll I'll send you fifty dollars a check, and then you just give me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So it's, what's... it's
1: crazy, man, and I just love sitting in here and looking at them, and you know, that's it. And I don't. I'm one of those. I don't really handle them. You know, yeah, I don't. I don't either. A lot of people, some people handle theirs. I I, I just choose not to handle mine. You know, if I want to handle them, I actually just reach in, pull the perch out, kind of look at them. Make sure everything's okay. Now, if I see, yep. you know, an issue with them, that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hands-on. But other than that, I don't touch them. Yep. You know, and you see a lot of these groups. It's like, how do I tame my snake down? Well, you leave it alone. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you know, if you want something you can handle, constantly go get a king snake, a bullfighter, mm-hmm. a corn snake, something like that. These are, these are more like a fish tank, man. Set them up, feed them, water them, change them, leave them alone. And I feel like it's less stress and they do better.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I kept inverts for a really long time. Like there was a point where I was keeping hardly any herbs and I had nothing but scorpions and tarantulas for a couple years. And uh, it's kind of funny, like that time with those sort of <clears throat> taught me to be hands off with stuff, like to be able to keep it and enjoy it without having to handle it. And so now, like, I have the Condros, and Jake always gives me a hard time. He's like, well, at least I can touch mine. I'm like, I can touch mine. I just don't want to. Like, if you keep that stuff and you get, ha- get in the habit of just appreciating it <laughs> without having to get your hands on it, you know, you, they're, it's fine. I mean, I don't really have time to handle much of my stuff anyways, uh, just given my work schedule and everything. But I'm okay with it. Like, it doesn't bother me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I just, like you said, I actually, I've got transplants and I'm looking at. I've got an adult female Armenia that I'm looking at right now, and uh, that's a Venezuelan Sun Tiger. Yeah, I had one yeah. of those. those you know, I've, I've seen people handle them, and it just, I for what? You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm, I'm why I even risk that By People eight, handling
0: H max and any yeah, ornamentals yeah, you know, pokey, or any haplopelma you know, or anything like that—it just yeah, I, exactly completely, pokey, completely makes my butthole my pucker face, up when I you know? see it because it's just it, like I ain't. Uh uh-uh. You ain't catching me doing that. Right.
1: More power to you. I think it's cool <laughs> to watch you do it. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> like like the free handling of venomous
1: snakes. Yep. I honestly don't really have an issue with that if you know what you're doing. Cool. More power to you. I'm just not going to do it. You know, what you do is what you do. What I do is what I do. I'm going to watch you from a distance. I'd rather use a hook. <laughs> you know? yep. I, I like my fingers all being on my hand, you know, or actually having a hand cause, and a life. Some of those will take body parts or take your life, and mm-hmm. I'd rather not do that.
0: Yep. And you know, it's funny. The people that get bit are the ones who are then like, oh, yeah, don't freehandle anymore. It's It's really not worth it. And it's like, you have to yeah, you have to get makes, bit yeah. to learn that. Like, even Jake, who I do THP with, he got bit by a, a Western Diamondback a couple of years ago. And when he sees people freehandle, he's like, dude, they have no idea the amount of pain they're going to be in. He's like, it is indescribably painful.
1: That's crazy. And I never, you know, you never know, till you get bit. And I've heard people say, oh, it, it hurts. Or, I, you know, I vomited a lot. I was really sick. And I'm just like, okay, that doesn't sound that bad. And then I actually watched y'all's show. I think y'all were on uh, From the Ground Up.
2: Oh, yeah. And y'all yep. were
1: talking about that. And he's just like, you might as well just grab a hammer and smash your finger. You know what yeah, I mean? Like,
0: while it's on fire. Yep.
1: <laughs> while it's on fire. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Nope, I'm good. Yeah. I don't can... even like getting bit by a kingsnake, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's only like three and a half feet long. I don't yeah. like getting bit by that thing. <laughs> you know? mm <Mm-mm. laughs> I'm good on that.
0: Yeah. And it's that's it's something we see in the condo groups regularly is people who get them and they're like when can I handle it? You know, they have like a baby biok they just got from Petco and they're like when how should I handle it? How do I how do I go about taking it out and picking it up? And then when everyone's like you don't you started they're on like that what, whole what do you mean? Petco
1: Yeah. The whole Petco pet smart scenario that is just mm-mm.
0: I don't know. I mean, what's your what's your general opinion of imports like cuz to me I think it's it's okay to buy that kind of stuff. You just have to know what you're getting into before you do it. Like know that you're gonna have an uphill battle. Like I have uh, no I, issues I with buying I, that stuff. I don't think Petco should sell them. Exactly. But am exactly. I like if I, I saw I one no on sale, problem. I wouldn't not buy it.
1: Yeah, I have no problem with the imports. Like almost every <laughs> one of mine is an import, and the one the to coming in is an import. Like mm-hmm. they're they're imports. And I have no issues with them. One, I, you know, found a great vet. You take them to the vet, get fecals ran. You know, just just do what you're supposed to do. And they're they're pretty bulletproof. They're not that hard to take
2: yeah. care of, yeah.
1: you know. And I I think the problem comes from these people who just want the cool green tree python and don't do any kind of research. Mm-hmm. It's just like buy this snake on a whim, and then oh hey, Petco actually has one for 150 bucks. Or they'll give it to me for like sixty bucks because nobody's gonna buy it because it keeps biting everybody. Yeah, but it's on the ground, you know. It's just like spend the money, man. Like I can't preach that enough. Spend the money. Go get you quality. Even if you get imports, spend the money with the quality guys. Mm -hmm. Harley Wall, Ryan Burton. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys deal with captive bred animals and imports, but they take care of them. you know it's not you're not gonna get this import that just came in in a coke bottle two days ago and now they're already putting in a box to send to you
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: know i mean these snakes have been in their possession for months and they take care of them and you know these are guys you can trust And i don't you know i would never buy a chondro you probably couldn't give me a chondro from petco I, I say, people that, yeah. People don't like, realize that it's it, just, probably be
0: like, sure. its a complete uphill battle. Like, if you have experience with chondros and you've treated them before yourself, or you have a good vet, then that's one thing. But when people just buy them and then they're, you know, all of a sudden it's not eating, and they have it with like a freaking ceramic heat emitter, and like it's just shriveling up like a spider in the corner of your house. Like, is it's, it's yeah, and you, if and you know what you're doing. There's it's a cool. lot of
1: those people. Yeah, a lot of those people they come in the groups and they'll ask for advice. Like, what do I do? And your first thing is, well, number one, don't buy them from Petco. And I think a lot of our messages get lost on Facebook, whatever, because it's typing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there's no context. As assholes, and it's yeah. like that's not. I wasn't trying to be an ass. I was just trying to say, don't buy from there because you get what you pay for. Those guys go to Petco right now, any Petco, and look at the way their reptiles are set up. Most of them are very incorrectly, uh-huh. and so it's like. They're, they're trying to sell you a green tree like man this is what you're gonna get and that animal's gonna be you know probably dead not too far from now not too long from now
0: yeah and i have a lot of people who who message me on instagram or whatever and they're you know they ask about who they should go buy from and i tell them you know the names you listed you know i also throw out ian and justin wilbanks and whoever else i know off the top of my head that has babies at that current moment and i tell them like if you go the cheaper route and you buy like this you know the imports from any of the importers that sell them for you know 300 or whatever a piece like with the amount of money that you quote unquote saved by buying that you're going to spend that much in vet bills and proper caging so in the end like why wouldn't you just skip all that and just buy a headache free animal to begin with
1: definitely and that's another thing i have said, you know and I, I see a lot of these guys. are like, "Well, man, I couldn't, I can't justify spending a thousand dollars on a snake." And I'm like, "I'm going to be spending <laughs> you know that what right? I mean? yeah. like, easily." And that's you the know? funny thing is, you're like... going to be
0: spending that pretty much regardless. Because once it's an adult, you know, it's, it say you do get an imported adult, you're going to have to get it treated. And you know, to me, PVC cages are like the way to go for adults. Like they do best in those. Like there's no other. You can keep them naturalistic if you want to, but personally, I like PVC cages because I think the heat and humidity they retain is perfect. Uh, you know, you're going to end up spending that much anyway, so what's yep. the big deal? Like, If you want a captive bred green tree, just go find someone who has captive bred beox that are you know, not designer and not stupid expensive, but at least a little cheaper than what you're wanting and drop the other $400 on a cage.
1: Boom. Yeah, and then it's just worth it, because then you don't you don't worry about your animal as much yeah. as an import. You know, you should still, even if you get it from, like, no matter who it is, who breeds chondros, and they've been doing this forever, it's one of those things you should still probably just get them tested, especially with things like NIDO floating around. You know, there's always been this big push against imports, and I'm like, well, most imports aren't carrying NIDO. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. You're seeing a lot of that come from captive-bred animals, and I was like, so people that are dogging imports, I'm like, yeah, you can go get captive bread, but your chances now you got to do NIDO testing, you know, whereas the imports don't, they they may carry it. I don't know where it came from, actually. So, but, you know, it, the biggest issue I've ever run into with imports is, is parasites, you know, so I don't know. It, it's, it's 50-50 to me, whether you get a captive bread or an import, you're, you might still run into some problems, mm-hmm. but that's where... Us as keepers should take our animals to the vet, regardless. Yeah. Quarantine and vets should be your best friend.
0: You know, it well, if you buy eliminates captive, eliminates a lot of problems. If you buy captive bread, the odds are more in your favor of success. That's what yeah, I tell true. people. Like, and if you buy an import, it's you're an uphill battle. From. Yeah, if you're buying imports, then you're rolling the dice and i mean you can roll those dice if you don't want to. take
1: these people there's a lot of people that just want your money like if you go to a show and they're telling you oh these are you know captive bred animals yep i uh, ask for proof ask for pictures of the parents ask for the picture the mom on eggs like they because what i've noticed is all these breeders take a crap load of pictures of their animals having and laying the eggs and breeding and everything like i could get everything from bill right now i need pictures I've got pictures of the fire of the dam. I need pictures of the mom ovulating. I need pictures of them breeding. I need pictures of her, you know, laying eggs. He's probably got that. And he can give me everything I need, whereas I've seen other people, oh, it's captive bread. Well, who who captive it? Well, we don't know. Well, then how do you know Yeah, it was bread? sold
0: to us as captive bread. It's like, oh, yeah, and, Well, it was
1: captive, captive bread in Indonesia. Well, and that's still an import because <laughs> yeah. it was imported <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know, whatever. I just... I love them. I, I don't. I don't have issues with imports mm-hmm. or captive bread. I think take them all to the vet. <laughs> that's 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 my input. Take them all to the vet. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I even feel like sometimes you. I I haven't done it. I should probably get in the habit of doing that to do a yearly checkup. Just because not mm-hmm. don't wait for something to be wrong. You know, I I think all of us have a habit of doing that. Oh, something it's, it's doing this all of a sudden. It's out of the ordinary. Take it to the vet maybe we should just start taking them to the vet just because every year just to do a checkup.
0: Yeah, I mean, we do yearly physicals. Yeah.
1: Well, not? some of us. Yeah, <laughs> some of us.
0: We get physicals done. <laughs> on a, whether it's on a regular basis or not, they get done, even if there's nothing wrong with us. For sure. Colonoscopies, all that good stuff. Uh yeah, I mean it makes sense cuz the funny thing with with most reptiles in my opinion is stuff that is wrong. Like if you have an RI that has just shown up out of nowhere like those don't just kind of show up overnight. Like that's a that's a symptom of a bigger problem. So if you're taking your animal to the vet, you know, on a yearly or bi-yearly basis, you know, just to to stay up on it, you might be able to catch, you know, a bigger issue down the down the line. <clears throat>
1: and especially when you're talking about snakes, they're not, you know, a dog can get sick and you see it almost immediately. People yes. get sick yep. y- you see it almost immediately. Snakes hide it very well until it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like you may not even know. It. Like there's, I see a lot of people talk about uh, upper respiratory and they're like, oh, my snake has now got his mouth open and he's breathing funny. Well, he's probably doing a lot before that, uh-huh. but you really have to listen for it. All that little clicking and wheezing and stuff, yep. you really have to, to be listening for that. And, you know, like I said, I I feel like if you set an appointment, you know, yearly or so, like you said, bi-yearly, and just get them checked out just to make sure there's no issues, hey, my snake's healthy, you'll have a happy snake.
0: And the, with, I think it's pretty well documented now that older chondros are pretty susceptible to cancers of some sort. So if you're getting this stuff checked out, you know, you have a better chance of probably catching that earlier. Whether or not catching it earlier would make a difference on the outcome of that, I guess, is kind of dependent on the snake. But just simple stuff like that. But
1: I, I I'm have, wondering if that comes, if that stems from basically their feed, just like with people. You know, I think a lot of cancers yeah, that people definitely. get. Look at the, their eating habits, diet. the way they're eating, and things like that. You know, their diet. So I'm imagining that if these snakes are getting older and they're getting cancers, it might have something to do with the, the feed, you know, with where are you getting your feeder animals from? What are those animals eating?
0: You know, and and- That's exactly what my my suspicion is with that, too. But I have a lot of people message me on Instagram, too, and they ask about respiratory infections and in their chondros, and I tell them, like, respiratory infections are rarely just a respiratory infection. Like, it's almost always a symptom of a bigger problem. Because, you know, the, um, the uh, immune system gets compromised and those bacteria, you know, in the respiratory tract or whatever you want to say, are like the first ones to kind of take hold and, and that's when you get our showing up. So I tell people a lot of the time when they talk to me about that and ask about it, like, go to a vet. Because <clears throat> a respiratory infection is almost always just a, a side effect of something else. And I've seen it. Like, that should be
1: everybody's number one recommendation. When you see these people <sighs> post in the groups... They're like, my snake is doing this. It's doing that. What should I do? My answer is always go to the vet. Even if you're not 100% sure something's wrong, go to the vet. And you see a lot of people tell them, well, oh, you can make like a home nebulizer and stuff and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I'm just like, you know, you spend a lot of money. Some of these snakes are worth 100 bucks. Some of them are worth thousands of dollars. I'm not fixing to risk a snake i just dropped $2500 on with a homemade nebulizer you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm making a vet appointment asap like
0: i do it all the time i have a know. nebulizer
1: and I've, I've 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 done that once and i just you know i still ended up losing the animals mm-hmm. and so i was just like no i'll just the vet you know and finding a vet is it's a little difficult but that's one of those questions that you ask the groups, and there's like a I've seen this vet list that they put up. Yeah, somewhere. it's ARAV.
0: Maybe like, MVF. It was a it was an ex- like, like not having a reptile vet near you or not knowing of a reptile vet near you was you know a de- a plausible excuse you know 20 years ago. But right? now you have ARAV, which is totally like a complete nationwide, if not worldwide, veterinary directory for reptile and exotic vets.
1: And it's great because once again, you know, Bill came into play and I was like, where do you go to, you know, your vet? And he recommended a vet in Mansfield, which is it's probably about 45 minutes to an hour from me. But the, the guy who, the doctor who actually, you know, the veterinarian who looked at the animals and everything, he actually owns grain trees. and that so makes it's it like even
2: easier. Even better.
1: Yep. And so it's like he actually knows how they work, how they operate. He handles this so he knows about them and it's like, oh, this is wonderful. So, highly recommend vets.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 lucky. My roommate is a vet, so anytime I have questions, I literally just walk <laughs> into the other room while he's playing Xbox and be like, "Hey, what's the dosage on this thing?" What's I up need? with this? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, there's you know three milligram, three milliliters, whatever to you know point six milliliters of this." Da 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 da. And then, okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But I mean I understand like I'm I'm in a fortunate position, you know, to where my roommate he doesn't see a lot of reptiles, but he does have experience with exotics and stuff. So he knows enough to to make things work. He's not like some vets that are kind of like, "Well, you know, I I treated a ball python once, but you know, this should work, I guess." and <clears throat> There are such a thing yes, a as, as unreliable vets, or vets that are not good at their job.
1: Dude, I've, seen, I've seen people post, hey, my vet said this. And we're all like, no, like, that's <laughs> not even correct. Like, what? And it's that's scary when the vet is giving you wrong information. And, I mean, people are just like, oh, I'm going to take my snakes to vet. And they think what works for, you know, one snake will work for all snakes. And it's not, that's not exactly correct. And I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff come through that a vet told people, and it's like, wow, like no, that's not right. And they, they of course want to argue. Well, you're not a vet, okay, bro. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, do what you right do. Man. I'm
1: just trying to tell you, ten of us said told you the same thing. So you know, but hey, do what you do.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: More power to you. But, yeah, I mean They're they they're like I said, they're they're fun though when they're they're healthy and everything. They're just they're great.
2: Yeah,
1: and can't can't ever stop learning it's like every day i learn something new if i'm not asking somebody questions i'm, I'm getting books you know the, my last book i got that uh justin drew Leonard and terry phillip book mm-hmm. and just been reading that.
0: what do you think, I think about I
1: that read my, i think it's great it's more updated information you know i still have maxwell's book the more complete Carp- mm-hmm. uh, the more complete uh chondro and i i love that book But you know that was then, and there's more information now that helps. But both those books still help today. You know what I'm saying? Because I was surprised.
0: Yeah, I was surprised there were so many people that were kind of like they waved off the Jewlander Philip book. They were kind of like, this is this doesn't matter. This doesn't mean anything. I think it all matters. Grace. I mean, yeah. And I have people ask me all the time, should I get that one or should I get Maxwell's book? And I tell them, get both because. Like, yeah, you both. can't have exactly. one without the other. Like in conjunction with one another, you're covered. Like there should be nothing else you need to know.
1: I will tell you, if you see a book and it mentions the word green tree pythons in it, and you want green tree pythons in it, <laughs> if green tree pythons in your collection, get the book. Hell, I've got birdie. <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just because
1: it's about a green tree python, I read that to my kid, and it's a children's book. But yeah, I, hey, I, need on I need to pick that one. I need
0: to buy that. that one for mine. Yeah, she, I was looking at like, on oh, Amazon. Oh, oh,
1: That's where we got ours from. It's a good book, you know. And I think that's a lot of people's actual introduction, especially as kids into green trees.
2: Mm -hmm. That's probably
1: the first book you actually see. And then you start getting older, you read more animal, you know, legit animal books, and you start seeing all these pictures of snakes and stuff. And then you see something that really catches your eye, and that's what you're kind of stuck on as a kid until you get older. And, you know, was all these green trees. I love those colors, seeing them. In the natural jungles and stuff with all the leaves and things like, because I'm a, you know, I love the uh, the Dallas World Aquarium because it's like a big jungle. You go in there, there's plants everywhere, and I'm all into plants and stuff. And oh, I love it. And green trees. I say that, and I'm looking at my green trees right now, and their tanks are like pretty bare. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like perches <laughs> a water bowl, and a couple of fake plants. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm I, I think bioactives are uh, bioactive setups are awesome, but I also see the problems when you're really trying to pay attention to an animal that you get. You know, mm-hmm. I I think bios are great for older animals, established older animals that have had zero issues. You know, kind of thing. Babies, I don't think should go in bios. Try to keep it simple.
0: Yeah, I agree you know, with that. it's pretty. You, you can know, really. A lot of people are torn on that too. You know, I agree that like babies and and anything that's you know sub up to a sub adult size, like keep it simple. When they get bigger, move them, you know, if you want to get fancy and move them into something like that, go ahead. But I think to start, especially with neonates, like, keep them them in the dark and keep it simple.
1: And you you can see everything. You know, if they use a bathroom and maybe you can actually see a parasite or, you know, there might be a worm in there or something, you can see that. Whereas if you've got a bio setup, it's dropping in plants or behind the plants. And Mm -hmm. if you've done your bio setup correctly, you've got bugs in there that are eating this stuff so you will never see it and know your animal is sick so i don't know i mean i, I think bio setups are they're beautiful and i'd like to have a big bio display because i build bios for dart frogs and i think it would be fun to do one for mm-hmm. like a pet green tree one time but right now everybody's in pvc cages you
0: know.
1: just kind of chilling out doing their thing
0: i don't know i just hate how how like Strict everyone gets about that whole debate. Like, if you're not keeping it either way, like, if you're not on, if you're not picking a side, then you're the enemy. Like, it's just irritating that people, like, you don't keep natural, then you're, you know, you might as well be a dog fighter because it's just animal abuse.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that I think it's it's whatever works for you. Like I said, I, I've told it before. If you want to tell me how to keep my animals, you come over here and you pay my rent, you feed my kids, <laughs> you wash my dishes, you you pay know for what i Take care it. of my household, then I'll listen to you. Till then, I'm gonna do what I do, and you do what you do.
0: Well, the thing is, it's like we'll never know. We'll never know if the snake's happy in a tub or not. Like, we'll never know if the snake's happy in a natural setup or not. Like, you just need, until someone figures out the way to, like, insert themselves into their brain, like it's the Matrix or something, we'll never know.
1: Yep. And then you always get that that argument from somebody who's like, well, it's so unnatural to just have them in boxes. And I'm like.
0: Then we well, shouldn't we be keep keeping them, them at all. At yeah. Any kind
1: of setup we keep them in, it's it's unnatural. So right. what's the difference?
0: The fact that we know? have them in Texas and South Carolina and Colorado and Maryland at exactly. all is not. Yeah. So that that whole sort of argument gets sort of. Disassembled. Yeah,
1: it's, it's all just, who cares? Like, man, just do, do what, what you, you do. do. Yeah. Try to keep your animals healthy.
0: Yeah, so you've got the, the couple of designers, and then you have, aside from the Wamina, what other imports do you have?
1: Uh, the uh, Well, I've got, I've, I've really, my focus with my green cheese, I, I love the blue stuff.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: the designer blue animals are just, they're fascinating. They're beautiful. They're just, to me, they're the top-notch, of green trees. Like, they're the best thing. And so I've got the designer stuff to try to do that later on, and I want to do that. But another main focus of mine is locality pairings because there's not enough people producing locality animals. I mean, you got guys that are making some beautiful animals where they're crossing, you know, Cyclops to beak or, or, you know, Mantaquari to Aru, whatever mm-hmm. they're producing. They're making beautiful animals. But where's... The U.S. captive-born aru's. Where's the U.S.C.B. manakari's? You know where are the wamina's? Last what was it? Last year I seen one clutch of wamina's. One. Where's where's the wamina wamina pairings? Mm-hmm. Where's all the 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 fox and the the RFax and all these different localities? Where are they at? You know I think we need to not just do the designer crosses. People need to do more of the locality specific pairings so that's what I'm working on I've got a, a pair of Aru. I've got two males and a female Biok I've got a female quarry that I'm looking for a male for uh, I've got the two designers from Bill I now have the Wamina coming mm-hmm. I have, and then I have two that I actually picked up at an NARBC show bottom is Cyclops Mountain and they are obviously not I've talked to Patrick Holmes I've talked to Harlan and uh we kind of believe they're either manaquari or Maniquari Outcross. But this is what you run into with imports. There's yep. no information for them. So there's no telling what they are. They're just chondros. Mm-hmm. And I was actually had them sold, and that deal went to hell and was all crazy. And so I was, I was like really going to try to resell them, get rid of them, because they don't fit into anything that I was really trying to do. Then I picked up that, sickness sibling from Bill and was like you know what one's a male one's a female whatever this animal turns into I could maybe use those for the designer project mm-hmm. so that's what I think I'm going to do with those two cool but everything else it's, it's like I want to do locality to locality everybody's like hey do you think you're ever going to do you know Aru to i I'm like eh why <laughs> everybody else is already doing it why am I going you know yeah. I'd rather do Aru to Aru and produce some awesome looking Aru's you know, people have seen my art, and I was like, "Dude, when are you producing those?" I was like, "When they're ready." <laughs> you know, I'm counting down the days that they can go, but when they can go, that's that's what I want to do.
0: Now, what and what was really
1: the focus on?
0: What was the pairing you did when the female like slugged out?
1: That was a uh, that was a, that was a mixed pairing. That was a giant pura female to a manicory male. Okay. And so that was, you know, my just my first step, because they were adults, so that was my first step mm-hmm. at trying to breed chondros. And it was I was really just keeping them, and I just wanted to breed chondros, you know what I mean, just to no. see if I could do it. And now it's like, you know what, back up for a minute. And it's like I haven't, I don't have anything, I have an adult male, BIOC, but everything else is in between that one and three-year age mark. Mm-hmm. And so nobody's really ready to do anything.
0: Yeah, playing the and waiting so game.
1: My, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a keeper. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm back to just keeping. Instead of trying to breed, I don't have to worry about that right now. Just get new caging like I want, find the animals that I want, and have a plan. And, you know, here's my plan. This is what I want to be doing five, ten years from now. So I'm trying to go after the locality animals that I want now. So in, you know, five, six years... I've got all these animals that are going to be ready to to go and, and hopefully pair up, you know, some nice locality stuff. So I don't know what the Walmina is. I just know it's a Walmina. And hopefully when I find out how old that is or what sex that is, then I'm on the hunt for, you know, the opposite Mm thing. And that'll be my plan.
0: You I think it's nice though, not having like, not being in a rush to get it, you know, to do anything or, you know, get everything raised up and, get everything going. Like, it's kind of it, nice to hard. be able to just kind of even.
1: I'm, I'm not even going to lie, man. When you sit back and you watch everybody produce an <laughs> oh, yeah. animal. Yeah, definitely. And and it's it's never been a money aspect. Uh, if I'd never sold any of them, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll sit on them all. <laughs> My whole aspect is I want to produce awesome conjures that I produce. Just to, to that whole process of pairing them together and the follicle build, the ovulation, mm-hmm. the prelay shed the eggs are here, the incubation, the babies are popping out. Now I'm feeding like that is, that's the ultimate The payoff. whole
0: like journey of it's the whole not,
1: thing. It, Exactly. It's not that, Oh, here comes an egg. That's a dollar sign. There's no, yeah. I bet I could get this for that. I bet I could sell it for, you know, if I sell them, I'm, you know, awesome. All that'll do is pay for more caging and other snakes, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, I you're not going to really get rich doing this. You know, and I don't ever plan to. It's just I'd like to make enough money that can go back into them to give me other animals, you know, and still put a little bit of money to the side. Exactly. You know, I got to take my wife somewhere. She's helped me pay for <laughs> a lot of this and do a lot of this. So I, I got to, you know, do something for her special. But, uh, yeah, it's it's never been about the money. It's, I, I can't wait to produce. Just to, to see those little heads mm-hmm. pop out of that egg is like, oh, I can't wait.
0: Well, that's like the, oh, that's I, the I, appeal I for can't. me like, about that's the what whole I talk thing. About. Is like you get them. I understand why people want to buy adults, but to me, like it's so much more enjoyable to buy something. Kind of like how what David Brahms talked about, uh, the last episode. Uh, you know, getting them young, and raising them up, and seeing them change, and putting all the time and putting in all the work, and getting them to the adult size to breed. I feel like is so much more rewarding than just outright buying a pair and breeding it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And sorry, see... I think
1: most of my animals I've got when they were, <clears throat> I think the adult male I got as an adult, everything else I have I got when it was a couple months old.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I've watched it grow, and here they are. Some of them are two, some of them are three. I think I have a four-year-old near that's kind of small. But I've I've watched them, you know, go through color changes. When they they came in, they were, you know, yellow babies, red babies, and I've got to sit back and watch that. And watch what they turn into. And I'm I'm looking at Whiskey Throttle right now, which is uh, a Biak I have, and it was a red neo. And his color change is crazy because his head, his face, his neck is all yeah, like yellow. Yeah, But his and body he just is completely green. like, like he,
0: fades. Yeah, I've seen him.
1: Yeah, he's he's so crazy looking, and you know it's just fun to watch him go through that change and remember what he was and what he turned into.
0: Well, it's funny in talking to David because I thought David had bred be- like he had hatched condors before, but talking to him like this clutch he just got recently was like his first clutch and i don't know if you listen to that episode or not but he's like i got all my animals when they were all small and young and he's like i've been waiting eight years i think it was to uh to do this like to be able to breed and say like i have eggs now and i feel like it's so much more rewarding for the people who who take the the slow road and do that
1: than the the ones who are just like
0: loading up on adults and it's like i'm gonna pair every single one of them and i'm gonna have a billion babies and I don't know I think small batch is kind of the way to go when it comes to green trees in my opinion
1: and there's there's so many like I, I've I I've thought about like who doesn't think about the, the money aspect too you know what I'm oh, saying? definitely like, you, you always want to make a little bit of money but it's not about it's not about the money you know I, I like to make some money cool but
0: it's like a I nice it's a nice babies, bonus
1: exactly <clears throat> but I mean, really? Do you really make that much? It's like, okay, you sell some babies. That money turns around. Now you got to go buy feeders, new caging, new water bowls, new lights. You know. Well, that's my thing is, is I just wanted to. Animals.
0: I just wanted to pay for itself. Exactly. Like, that's it. Like if I can get more animals, more cages, feeders, all that stuff covered from the animals I'm producing on a regular basis, that's all I want. That's like perfect. That's like ideal for me. And then if I get any extra money in the pocket, that's awesome too. But as long as like I can buy more chondros without having to spend my own like quote unquote regular money to do it, then that's the there we then we're made. Like it's good.
1: I just can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I just, I want to see some heads pop out of eggs. Yeah, And that's like the ultimate payoff, man. Just to watch those, those first little pushes. And all of a sudden that little head pops out and you're just like, Oh, I did it. Then call everybody. Cause you know, I, I love to take pictures. So I'm, I'm constantly with the camera in here at night and trying to take some really mm-hmm. good pictures. I've worked real hard on taking like quality pictures. And it's just like, I want that, that, that egg tooth picture like that's my next thing i really want was when they're pushing through and you get that egg tooth shot and that that kind of stuff i can't wait man that's gonna be so exciting
0: yeah i'm gonna be breaking but i agree i i i
1: I agree that that slow road I, i i want to breed them but i i like i like the slow road too i like taking my time and doing it right instead of running out buying you know all these adult animals just to breed, just to turn them around and try to sell a bunch of babies mm-hmm. and make a bunch of money. To me, that's just there's no fun in that.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll be breaking out the camera when mine hatch and get some some decent shots. It's what so What was funny. your pairing? Uh, just a biak to biak. Okay. Nothing. Yeah, nothing a, crazy. <laughs> I'm hopeful that'll get some cool stuff out of it, but.
1: And, and we're talking about, you know, people just going out and buying adults. It's like, you tell me where you're finding adult females. Because yeah. I've been looking for an adult <laughs> female biok forever, and I can't find one. I you bought know, my like...
0: female from a buddy, and he was sure that it was a male. But I knew looking at it, I was like, there's no way on earth this thing is a freaking male. Because she's gigantic. She's a big biok. She's like... And, and it just so happened that I bought her after I bought my other male. Well, I didn't buy my I traded, but... I got him, and then I got this other one, and I was like, that's a female, man. I got a pair. And so I just it just so happened. Like, I didn't even expect it to be a female. I was expecting to have two males because I was just going to keep them, whatever. Uh, I had them for about a year, and then I paired them because uh, I got plugs from the, the actual male, and then I didn't see any plugs for, like, two sheds from the female. So I was like, no, oh, perfect. Like, the stars aligned just right, and I had a pair. So now enough, I'm 17 fair. eggs deep. <clears throat> And all of them look good, so.
1: That's great. That's Congratulations. That's awesome.
0: It's super frustrating, it's
1: like, I've, got a, I've got a four-year-old. She, I think about four. And it might be a female, but she's little. You know, she's, she's she's very funny when it comes to eating. Like, she's very here or there. there. Uh, she got to be a real strong eater mm-hmm. for about a year. Like, she would just eat right off the tongs, no problem. Well, had them sexed, and then ever since she got sexed, it's like now she won't eat anything thawed, has to be live, and then half the time she won't even eat that. You know, it's
2: just, yeah.
1: all right, snake, like, you know, I'll quit trying to feed you. I'll let you sit in there and starve, try I notice that tail luring or you're in a hunting <laughs> position. You know, if that's how you want to do it, that's how we'll do it. But, you know, like I said, no rush. I'm not going to sit here and try to power feed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you got to eat so you can breathe. Hey, take your time. Yeah. I mean, either you'll you'll do something later down the road or you won't.
0: Well, I very specifically told myself when I figured out that there was a pair that I was going to wait at least a year, because I feel like I'm, I'm like a firm believer that people should, before they decide they want to start breeding a species, keep it for a few months to a year to make sure you actually enjoy it before you go start making more of them. And so I, I held on to mine. You know, I didn't pair them for... At least a year Before I put the male in With the female And it's uh, There's so People are just so quick To start breeding When they get something new And it's like Everyone just needs To kind of chill out it's
1: almost a, Yeah it's almost The new norm Like yeah. I remember Growing up I'm I'm, I'm older than I look I, A lot of people Think I'm You know In my 20s And I'm like Dude I'm fixing to be 39 they're like What? No one yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day It was just like People kept snakes like nobody bred really. There were yeah. a few people that bred snakes, but everybody just kept snakes. Everybody had collections where it was crazy collections. They just had all these different snakes. And you go to their house and look at their stuff and there's just tons of different snakes. Now the whole focus seems to have shifted to where it's not about keeping anymore. Everything's about mm-hmm. breeding. Everybody who gets snakes wants to breed, you know, and I don't know, it's kinda it's kinda fun right now just keeping. You know, I can't wait to breed. I'll be excited when I get there, but right now, I don't have that stress. Yeah, I'm just have enjoying kind of, it. You know what I'm saying? I just get to enjoy
0: them. I did learn pretty quick when I finally got eggs that reading about eggs and incubation is completely different from actually having to deal with it. Like, you could read about it all day long. But you won't, like, and I thought I was ready. I had my incubator going. I had everything set up, ready to go, just waiting for them to drop. And then they dropped. And I still had an ass of questions. And you can ask Justin Wilbanks and Brian Fisher because I pestered them for, like, days after I got them. Because I was like, are you sure this is right? Sent pictures to Harlan. Are you sure they're not dehydrated? You know, I can't tell if my thermostat's working or not because I was getting, like, the... Uh, indoor outdoor thermometer that I have in the egg box was reading what the thermostat was saying, but when I temp-gunned them, they were running almost 90, and so I'm like, what the hell? Like, Just big pandemonium, but I finally got it figured out, and now I'm about two weeks in, and they said if you can get past the two to three week mark, you're pretty much in the clear as far as issues. So, so Is this that. your
1: is this your first time breeding snakes or you're just chondros?
0: Just chondros. Uh, me and my dad when I was a kid, we bred corn snakes. For a couple of years, so I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the the process. It's just with chondros it's a little different because they're freaking chondros <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you could put corn snake eggs in the refrigerator and they'd hatch.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I remember Joe when he him and Melissa when I went over there to their apartment one time. He, you know, they were they had just got eggs, and they were in set up in these containers in the top of his closet. Yeah, and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, no, that's just fine. And I'm like, wow, must be nice. (laughs) Because I know the chondros, everybody's like, man, uh, the temps and the humidity and all this. This. He just puts them in a container and sticks them in the top of his closet. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. if only we could do that with chondros.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like, though, like, chondros, you know, not just their eggs, but chondros in general. Like, we don't give them enough credit for – I don't think they're nearly as delicate as people – are under the impression they are, because I feel like if they were that delicate, that whole species would have been extinct years ago. True. You know, the eggs are meant to be able to handle a few degrees variance. You know, the eggs are meant to handle a lack of moisture, too much moisture, to a degree. Obviously, if they're, you know, completely underwater, they're not going to make it, but... I don't know. Maybe, like, I I call it caring things to death. Especially with green trees.
1: I've said the same thing, that I I, I agree with you. Snakes are... you know they've been doing this forever, mm-hmm. and they're smarter than people give them credit for. They know what they're doing, and I think I think some of us should actually. I, it, it's a scary thought, but we should try to mi more. You know because they know exactly what they're doing and they can yeah. do it probably better than we can. But that's a scary process. That's what and, you I know, said like, until oh, well. my
0: female laid, and that completely went out the window. Yeah, I was like, I'm doing it, mi. It, I talked for weeks about doing mi. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I ain't scared. I ain't no bitch. She can do it better than I can. This, that, and the other. And then eggs dropped, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking those. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I completely bitched out. But I'm going to do it at some point. I don't know if I'm going to do it with that bioc female again whenever I breed her again, which probably won't be until 2020. um, But I have another female that I haven't paired. She's smaller, so I don't know. I'm kind of more nervous about it with her, but I definitely want to try it at some point.
1: Yeah, they're, they're smart, man. It's, it's also played into the live feeding like a lot of people are so against live feeding they're like oh if it man look I can tell you how many times I've thrown a live mouse in there and I've watched these snakes get right up on this animal and its butt will be in their face and they won't strike it they wait till that animal turns around and is face to face with them mm-hmm. to lessen the danger of a bite they're smart you know they're not they've been doing this forever they're not just gonna grab it and, and you know sometimes they once they wrap it they can get bit but You know, it's it's rare for them to get bit in the face and stuff like like. Watch them. I don't have problems feeding live. A lot of people don't. You know, I've got this snake and it's worth this much. I'm not feeding it live. I'm like, well, if your snake only wants live, I'm gonna give it live. Yeah, that's how my
0: male is. He's he uh, he'll eat frozen like every one like once every like six months maybe. But for the most part, I gotta give him live, and I don't really worry about bites with them because if you think about it, they can't bite the snake if they're busy trying to. Get air, like they're gasping yeah. for air. And they, they can can't... only
1: bite that split exactly. second. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. They, they bite that. It's like, that instant wrap up. They can bite, and then it's all of a sudden. It's like I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. and then they, they they can't bite no more. And it's like
0: like when a dog that. bites and you, if you freaking you know. put it in a chokehold, it's gonna have to let go because it can't breathe.
1: Exactly, like the dude they killed the mountain lion. Yeah, did you hear about that? I did hear about that.
0: Fucking nuts, how, dude. How
1: cool is that though? How cool is it to go to a bar? And be like, yeah, right? I choked out a mountain lion. That's like the Dude, greatest the pickup, line pickup line. The best pickup yeah. line.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> choked out a mountain I mean, lion. Like, bet your boyfriend yeah, couldn't yeah. do that if he tried. <laughs> you I, know what I'm saying? I John Rambo a mountain <laughs> lion. What is he gonna do?
1: <laughs> Chuck Norris ain't got nothing on yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> but they I are, man. They're highly intelligent. They might as well, well be one of the right Expendables. Here. You know what I'm saying that that whole that whole argument about live feeding is another thing. You know, oh, you should never feed live, and it's wrong. And I'm like, well, nobody's giving them frozen thawed in the wild. And yeah. well, these aren't in the wild. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, they're smart. They're not stupid. I'd do it you if know? I have they're,
0: to. It's not my first pick. Yeah, but
1: it's easier to feed them. It's it's just like incubation. Oh, it's, it's easier super to do convenient it that way yeah. than to let mom do it. So it's easier to feed them frozen thawed than to just you know. Uh, they might take a bite.
0: <laughs> okay. But there's, I mean, hey, there's some animals like my male that they, they want nothing to do with frozen thawed. And so, yep. you know, live F- it is. Email. I got to we'll do what I got to do. Did
1: she, I, I tried to give her a frozen thawed a week and a half ago. And I mean, she was just striking it straight. And she, she gutted it. Like, she hit it and it sliced it open. <laughs> and it I was like, wow. And she wouldn't take it. So. Then it's like, what do I do with this mouse? You know, this costs money. Do I just get rid of it? And I was like, oh, glad I got a king snake. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, here you go. And she ate it up. No problem.
0: I'm super weird about that because he'll do the same thing. Like, he'll nail it a bunch of times, and then I'm like, well, like, I don't want this mouse to have died for nothing. But at the same time, I don't want, if there is anything that he has, I don't want it to give it to anything else and so pretty much you know just it's it's sort of a paranoia thing I end up usually just throwing it out in the front yard and letting a raccoon or something eat it that night
1: But and I think certain snakes too I think you know when it comes into play when you're talking about king snakes and you're talking about mm-hmm. monitors their stomachs are built like tanks I think oh, yeah. you know chondro. I, I won't take it and try to. If if it doesn't eat it, I'm not going to give it to another one of the chondros. I don't do that. Yeah. you know, if I dangle it in front of it and I touch it or whatever, and he doesn't want it, okay, it's going to go to the king snake. If the king snake doesn't want it and happens to be in blue or something, I, I'm going to trash it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I can do with it. I won't I won't feed it to one of the other green trees. I just don't do that. Yeah, but I'm super I think weird their stomachs. It. Yeah, I think their stomachs are built maybe a little different from the things they eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they get bit by venomous snakes and they're just like, shake it off. Like, they don't care. And I'm like, no, oh, you could probably handle this then. Yeah. Here you go. You know, and I've thought about getting a monitor just to have a garbage disposal. <laughs> but I've got the king snake and she does her they job. They do the job. She's happy
0: to... Yeah. They handle she's, it. She's something else. So what's, what's the... What's the pairing that you're going to be doing the soonest? Like, what's what's closest as far as like uh, when your stuff is I up could, to age? What's going well, to be the I've first thing you the, pair?
1: If I could find an adult female biok, I would do because I have that adult male. I would do the bioks. If not, then I'm probably looking at the arus. Probably 2021 20, would be my guess because okay. they'll both be five. I think yeah, they'll both mm-hmm. be well. The male. He's he uh, he's he's an import. He looks pretty wild caught. The uh, the female I uh, bought her, and I'm I'm assuming she's import just because I have no information. But she's so blue and so pretty and just so clean that it looks captive bred to me. But you know, I would never say that and be like, oh, it's probably captive bred. So I'm gonna call. No, it's and I don't have any information. It's an import.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, I, I plan on pairing them. I don't know how old that male is, but I know he's. He's, he could probably go next year, but I, I'm going to wait. You know, he's been doing nothing but eating and looking nice and waiting on her. Nice. You know, I'm, I'm not seeing any cruising out of him or anything like that. I am seeing cruising from both my male Piax, and the the one, the whiskey throttle, he's only, he's coming up on three,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: I mean, he's cruising like crazy every night And that adult male, both of them cruising every single night.
0: And they're funny man okay. I put my male in with my female and he was on her within like five minutes he literally yeah, I think that he didn't even male, bother to look around the cage he literally just went straight yeah, for her. it. it exactly, was ooh female was all Paramount. over it yeah he was ready
1: yeah I think that adult male I have would screw a shoestring if I put it in there <laughs> so so I'll be if I could ever find an adult female that'd probably be the first bearing I'd try but uh until then i think the aru's are probably gonna be what's next lined up gotcha but you never know man they I, like i said i'm not i'm not i want it to happen but i'm not in a rush to make it happen mm-hmm. i just sit back and let them you know do what they do and when they're of size you know i think they can go a little smaller than what people think too yeah and because in the wild they're, they're they're producing in the wild at crazy small size
0: like 600 like, grams or something they like they that have, yeah
1: yeah I, I, they're small they're like five six hundred grams four hundred grams and they're producing you know i was just like okay you know but then you kind of well i wonder if these could go well I, i'm not <laughs> you know these aren't in the wild so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna treat them like they are i'm gonna just keep feeding them till they're I, they hit that five year mark and i think that's a good age they could probably go a little sooner than that but like i said i'm not in any rush
0: yeah the, i mean the extra time definitely won't hurt
1: Keep feeding them and watching them, and take a bunch of pictures. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's one of the things I listened to. Vin Rousseau, he was on uh, one of the Herp Nation shows a couple years ago, and he was talking about boas. And he said, you know, some people can get their boas to be ready to go by the age of like three or something like that, maybe four. He's like, I wait for my females to get to six or so years old before I pair them. And he says, and I have these females are producing bigger litters, healthier litters, and then they're breeding into older ages. Than, the, uh, than these younger females are. And so that kind of had me really think about, like, really taking my time on growing stuff out and waiting an extra year or two to breed stuff. Because I know yeah. a lot of
1: people, with when you're looking at, like, your berms and your retakes, those guys are, like, feeding their snakes to where they're hitting almost seven, eight, nine, ten 10 feet in a year. And I'm just like, why? You know, and I'm, I'm good friends with Ryan Sullivan of Ivory Connection. Mm-hmm. And he's a firm believer in those males being, you know— maxed out at, like, 7, 8 feet. Like, he, they don't have to be that big in a year. Yeah, he's, he's like, at all, you know, take your time with it, and you'll get healthier animals. Like you said, a healthier clutch, healthier animals. Don't power feed to breed, and just let them, you know, let them do what they do.
0: Well, some species, like well, brettles, for a while. like brettles, you have to, the males, I think Casey Cannon was saying you're lucky if you can get a male to breed before the age of, like, 4 maybe five he says male brettles they just they will they have like zero interest in females until they hit that age and it's just it I guess it kind of forces you to to be patient with it
1: brettles are awesome oh uh, I love them Austin you know uh, you know uh Austin Ward produces some uh-huh. some very nice brettles uh, there some... so I talk to him I'm like mm, I kind of think about it and it's like man
0: 're supposed to be getting a, uh, we're supposed to be getting a stone washing a hat from Casey here soon pretty stoked about that if anybody needs a normal pair of brettles a 2018 male and a 2016 female hit me up because we have a pair for sale there you go it'll take you a little while to get some babies out of them but that gives you time to plan for the female's cage when she gets big
1: yeah, man. I I don't think people enjoy keeping it. They they got to get back there because it's it's so much fun. And I see some of these guys when they, it, it's one thing. I think if you're pairing up a pair, maybe two. It's another when I see these guys pairing up. You know, oh, breeding season is here. What what are you doing? And Let me pair got, like, everything
2: I got in pairs.
1: Yeah. And that that to me, is, I mean, it's not crazy, but it's just like that. Seems like it would be a lot of stress, not just on the snakes, but on you. Like
0: I can speak you're, from you're experience. pairing
1: stuff and. Because I
0: did that with my Cresteds. Like, my last season breeding breeding Crested Geckos, I originally told myself I'm only going to breed, like, maybe three females. I ended up pairing, like, everything because I got these awesome, I got these ideas where I was like, dude, if I pair this to this, that'll produce some really cool stuff. Like, I'm super anxious to see what comes out of that. And then I ended up being, like, 60 babies deep. And I was like, this was the worst decision I've ever made. Yeah. It was taking up so much we of We did my that week. with
1: leopard geckos.
0: Yeah, it was we taking up on so much time. We did that on with leopard geckos,
1: man. It was just like we had a male in with two females in this big cage. And then I found eggs and was like, okay. And I built an incubator and incubated them. And, and then we had gotten some, some older females. And we just had all these, these geckos. And we went from like five or six leopard geckos to like 40 or 50 11 yeah. geckos in like less than two years. It was just like, geez, and they, they breed like rabbits. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, like they don't stop. And then you, you, you got to split them up. <laughs> I was getting tired of doing it. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, was, I just got out of geckos because I, I got rid of all my tarantulas. Anything that was eating crickets, I was tired of eating mm-hmm. stuff like on a daily and every other daily yep. basis. I love snakes, man. It's like once
0: they spoil once you, man. Some of them. And, Oh, they spoil you in so many ways. Like I've pretty really, much sworn yeah. off keeping anything with legs now unless it's a dart frog. I think that's a pretty good pie. Yeah, I've got four tarantulas, I think.
1: There's one somewhere in my snake room.
0: <laughs> I do miss keeping I, I miss keeping scorpions and tarantulas though. I keep I keep getting tempted to get back into those a little bit, but I need to not because they're and addicting. They're just
1: cool to just have, man. Yeah. I just once again, I'm back on crickets and it's always I'm I'm chasing crickets all the time. And <laughs> if you then they, they either get out or they're just in there everywhere and, oh, and then you're feeding every other day, to every day. I just mm-hmm. I miss I miss just, oh, you know, feeding once every, once a week, once every couple of weeks or so. Mhm. How, so how
0: often do you feed your your group right now?
1: Uh, the baby the, the smallest one I have is the one from Bill That I have right now The, the sickness sibling
2: uh-huh.
1: I'm feeding that one once a week Everybody else I'm feeding Once every Two weeks And then that adult male I feed About once a month
0: Okay Do you, and, and, He's
1: always like Well everybody else is eating why am I not and I'm yeah, like sorry bud
0: <laughs> I, I only feed my adults even my girls like once a month the the female that just laid, I was giving her an adult mouse a week, the last like two or three weeks, um, just to kind of uh, beef her back up. But everyone else, they're like once a month, and then the babies get you know weekly. The the, the the juvies and the the neos get once a week.
1: Yeah, and I think when they're they're super small, when I mean they're almost hatchling size, I've done, I've got them when they're very young, and I've done like once every four to five days. Uh huh. But but once they hit that that about a foot mark I, that's when i kind of back oh, off and throttle them, them back, you know yeah. once every seven days or so six to seven days and, and do you feed yours when they, they go into about, a cycle uh, I'll, uh some of them will eat regardless they don't care and i kind of know which ones will which ones won't mm-hmm. and so you know i i really pay attention It's with chondros, it's always kind of hard to tell a little bit. You kind of see that milky eye, and it's like, okay, you're going blue. So, I have a tendency to not feed because I hate thawing out feeders and try to go feed. And oh, you're in shed now. You don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, great.
0: So I once again, like, king comes into play. I don't have a. Pro- I don't. I don't feed when any of my stuff goes in. Like if if I'm thawing everything out because I kind of check everybody before I go and decide what I'm pulling out of the freezer just to be safe. Because uh, a lot of my stuff sheds like around the same time because uh, everyone's on the same feeding schedule basically uh if i notice they're blue I, I won't feed them because i've noticed especially with the green trees like especially with the the juvies and the the neos if i feed them when they're blue it takes them like twice as long to go through the cycle of shedding like it almost extends it it's really strange like instead of it taking them a week to shed it'll take them like two weeks to pop one out so now, when they're, if the chondros are in blue especially, I just, I skip them up. They don't, they don't eat that week and I just feed them the following or after they shed.
1: Do you, do you, you mentioned a schedule. Do you have your animals on a set schedule? Like you feed them like every Friday or every whatever?
0: Um, currently it's just on my days off. Like Mondays have been, have been the day lately. Cause I've had, Cause I'm,
1: a, I notice I'm very, very sporadic with my yeah, feeding. Like yeah. I'll feed at night, I'll feed during the day, I feed, you know. Weird times sometimes I'll just get up. I'll be up at two three in the morning, you know, on a Saturday night because I'm off on a Sunday. So it's like two three in the morning. I'm up. oh Let me feed them. You know, mm-hmm. I just do that, and it's. I, I feel like they don't ever really know when it's coming. Yeah, and but they do know when I walk in there with that bucket, and they start to uh-huh. smell it You start seeing heads it's turn funny. around. I'll and, leave that bucket oh, in
0: well. there most of the day, and I come back in, and they're all yeah. just at the glass like waiting.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. Then the tails are going. Yeah, all the little a,
0: tails like feed me. It's not a set schedule, though. Like I said, it's based off my days off. You know, whatever day off I have that week is pretty much what it's going to be. Or I'll feed them, you know, that same day, a week later, just at night. Like, I do kind of keep it sporadic. Some of the brettles, I just won't even feed them. Uh, some of the colubrids, I just won't even feed them either. I'll just give them, you know, an extra week or two off. It depends on the animal, though. The condors I like to stay fairly consistent, especially the small ones, just to kind of keep them steady steady moving
1: how often uh i was gonna ask you how often do you do water changes
0: uh weekly weekly
1: mm-hmm. i because uh, I, I know what conjures i i have a tendency that i i change out their water probably every three to four days yeah and i actually saw somebody post something and it had a it had like a water bowl or i guess a, a water through microscope and it was showing all the, the bacteria and stuff that was in the water and it says, I'm like, you know, if you wouldn't drink this, why would they? And I was like, man. like, And the water was only like a week old. And I was like, wow. Like, I'm
0: glad I changed my water. Yeah, but, I mean, that I stuff's going to be when, there no matter what. Like, it's probably in the bowl when you pour story. it, you know. I just, I try not to, over like, we really, Chondro people especially, I feel like, have a tendency to really overthink small shit that isn't that serious. Uh. Do you do the 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 penny trick? Do you use the copper and the penny?
1: No, no. I thought about doing that, and then I was just like, I don't have any copper, yeah, <laughs> so I was like. You know, no. I've done it.
0: I don't I'll know that it it you water. know, I don't know if the snakes really care that it makes it sort of fresher longer. I do notice in bigger water bowls it does it's not as effective like you have to have more than one penny in a bigger bowl, but in smaller bowls it, it does a pretty good job of keeping the grossness out of there, but Yeah, I disinfect and refill like once a week. Um if they're going into a shed cycle or if they decided to like take a dump in the water, then I change it out obviously and disinfect it again, but I don't know I'm not super anal About the water changes You know Every Twice a week Or whatever And I haven't had any issues So far with it either But <clears throat> You yeah, know I don't know What do you Do you do like Do you just do tap water What do you like to
1: do? Uh, uh Generally I do like uh, I'll do tap water I'll do uh, Distilled water Uh huh But uh like, like you said I really don't run into Too many issues
0: I got one of those Brita Pilchers, and I just uh, refill that, and that's what I use. And I just keep that in the snake room. Saves me from having to buy gallon water constantly, like, every week. I'm spending, like, eight bucks on water. Adds up. But one yeah, of the I, main... A lot of
1: times I just... No, oh, go ahead. What are you saying? I was going to say, a lot of times I just use, like, like the... Uh, go to Walmart, I get those jugs, mm-hmm. distilled water and stuff, and use that. Wow, my kid's been in my snake room. Look, lots <laughs> of goers, people. I just, because I'm in here talking to you, and I was looking at my tarantulas, and I look over, I've already got one missing. Like, it was a, it's a real grand gold. It's a little small, you know, nothing that I'll hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. Of, but it, the top was off the other day. So I was in here talking to you, and I've got three Armenias, and as I look at the cage, the top of the cage is open. And I'm like, okay. So now
0: I'm looking in here, and I don't see my armenia. <laughs> yeah, that's not one of the species I would want getting out. in So. Phonopelma's one thing. Be- no. Sal- Salmopius is another.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a small one.
0: It's a little one, but still, it's just a fact that... Those little things
1: are hell on wheels, man. Yeah.
0: I had, uh, I've had, i had at least two of them I think in the past But I had one in particular it was a small female And dude she was She was an ass
1: Yeah I've got an adult female And she, she's She's alright for the most part
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know like I said I don't handle them or anything But they're crazy They can be kind of crazy
0: So, one of the things that I wanted to, I guess, talk about briefly since we're closing in on an hour and a half now, I've mentioned before, I think it was the Luke Myers episode, like, the history of, like, Chondro Keepers and stuff kind of comes in, I guess, generations or sort of waves is the way I see it. And so you have, like, the original guys, like, uh, you know, Trooper Walsh, (coughs) um... Uh, Vlad, um, like some of the original guys who started first keeping condros here in the states and sort of just kind of got them out there as, as a species in the hobby, and then you have guys coming in like Rico who kind of expand upon that and really make some of the you know the outstanding animals, and then you have like sort of the next generation after that like Bill and uh, like Buddy Buscemi and <clears throat> who else. Like John Irby, Gary, yep, yeah, Gary, John Irby. and then you have like the next generation after that, which I like to think is like you, uh, myself to a degree, um, like some of these guys that are, that are, you know, they've been keeping a couple of years, but now they're kind of getting into the breeding thing. Uh, like where do you, where do you see condors and the hobby sort of go and you think they're going to kind of stay where they're at or do you think they're going to start gaining more traction as, as people are breeding them more and more?
1: I honestly hope they kind of stay where they're at. I mean, I hope more people do the research and mm-hmm. learn about them, but I, I do hope that they kind of stay where they're at. I know i made a post one day asking about Morse and what people thought, you know, would they like to see Morse in green trees? And I wouldn't because I don't exactly want to see them go crazy. I don't like think
0: they need pythons. any. And
1: I think, and I don't think that would ever happen, one, because they're, A little bit more difficult,
2: you know Mm -hmm. what I mean,
1: versus, you know, ball pythons or whatever. So I don't think they'd ever just do like that. But still, I don't want to. I I wouldn't want to see them go down that road.
0: I don't know. The way I see it it is that I I think they will. I think they're gonna kind of stay sort of where they're at. Like they're always gonna have a following. You know, but they're never gonna have like a super mainstream following. Like, there's gonna be the people that buy the imports, you know, the Biox, and then they have a terrible experience with that, and it, they, you know, they lose it or something, and then they never buy a Condro again. You know, like so many of us who bought them, same scenario. I'm the same boat as you. You know, I got a Biox from an importer, and it ended horribly, and I didn't get another Condro for like 10 years after that. <clears throat> and so I think there's gonna be a lot of people that they get them. And they, you know, it doesn't work out, and they don't get back to them. And then there's going to be people that do that. They do come back to them, and then they really enjoy them, and then they're going to be part of that next, you know, batch of people who really pursue them and and try to better that species, and you know, continue to keep them and help spread the word on the you know the right way to keep them and dispel any myths that we have with them.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I, I mean, I, I wish more people
1: would just research them you know, if you're going to keep them and everybody, you know, they would have better, uh, better, uh, what am I trying to say? A, a better experience with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You see so many people that, oh, it's my dream snake and they don't really do too much research. And then the snake just dies on them. And then they're just, you know, they don't want to mess with them no more. And I'm like, that, that sucks because they're so enjoyable to keep. All you got to do is research. You know, we all preach research like crazy. Like read, and when you think you've read enough, read some more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, you can't you can't ever read enough. Like there's always questions to ask, or you know, people to talk to and ask questions to.
0: Yeah, and, and we'll that's, just
1: keep just keep
0: asking. With the groups, you know, I don't. I'm I'm only in MVF now. I'm not in any of the Condor groups. I'm only in Moralia Veritas Vir- uh, Forum. <clears throat> and when people post questions like you're gonna rarely see my name in the group at all even in comments like I'm, I'm always lurking i'm never actually active but i'm always reading uh but i tell people all the time you know if i have people message me on instagram and stuff asking me they have questions about their chondro and i have a complete open door policy with that like if you have questions feel free to hit me up and ask me you know i'm not going to be the one to to show up in the groups and sort of you know, give you my opinion on something, or you know, answer on what people are asking. But I think we should all sort of have that same policy, and I, a lot of people do. But we should all sort of have that open door policy on. You know, if someone's coming to you with a question about Condro, like their first chondro, they're new to it. You know, they want to know where to start. You know, who to go to. Uh, I'm all for keeping people in the loop with that and, and answering any questions that anybody has. <clears throat> and I'm sure you're the same way. Like I'm sure you have a lot of people who come to you too and, and ask you questions about them.
1: Yeah, I, you know, some people, there's a lot of people, and they have legit questions, and you can tell that they've taken the time to learn about these animals. You know, I, I, I can't stand when people go buy a snake and then turn around and ask you questions about how to take mm-hmm. care of it. I, I just, that irritates
0: yeah, me. Yeah, that really. drives me nuts, too.
1: Just just learn before you buy the animal. But, so that's how a lot of these guys are. they just, I want this cool animal, and I'm going to go get it. And then ask questions later, in the meantime, my snake is suffering. And I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of that. And I'm pretty vocal, <laughs> you know, about mm-hmm. that. It's just like, dude, why didn't you ask before you buy? It? Because this may not be the animal for you and now that snake's going to pay for that. You know, it's easier if you just ask these questions first and we can help you out and you can decide, okay, is this animal right for me? Because it's a little harder to take care of than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But some, there's some people in there that you know, no matter how hard you try, they ask questions, you give advice, and they're still not happy or, you know, they don't listen. I mean, it is what it is. But I'm, I, I try to be helpful. You know, sometimes I can be ass, But uh, I, I try.
0: Well, I guess there should be a disclaimer with me saying that. Like, if someone messages me on Instagram or even Facebook and they're like, I just got a Condro, uh, how do I keep it? I'm going to send you a link to Google. And I'm going to say start here. But, like, if someone, like, I've had people come to me with, like, legitimate questions. Like, hey, I have this, like, my chondro has this weird sore on its head. You know, what should I do? And then they send me a picture, and I'm like, take that to a vet, like, right now. Because that's not normal, which has happened. Yep. Um, Like, that'll do. But the people that say, yeah, I just got my first chondro. Like, how do I keep it? I'm going to be like, dude. Like, I'm not going to. Like Why did you, gonna... why
1: did you buy this exactly. animal? You don't know how to take care of it.
0: You
1: know, these aren't certain sense to me. They're pretty bulletproof for the most part, but mm-hmm. you know, it takes a while to get there.
0: Yep, I agree. So, and it's not. We have the internet porger. now. It's 2019. We have the internet. You can literally find anything you ever wanted to know about anything in like 10 seconds, and people still True go humor. like. That's my biggest pet peeve. Is like you have. The frickin' internet! You have the hive mind of the human species, and you don't even use that. Instead, you go on MVF and you're like, "I just got this. I'm. I don't even know what locality is. They told me it was a, you know, an Aru, and it's clearly a Biok. And they're like, and I don't know how to take care uh, of it. What should I do? And it's like, really?
1: Yeah, somebody posted yeah. a picture earlier of their their new Aru they got. It was red neo. <laughs> it was just like. There's that party that was the last, but then it's like you know they didn't know, but you know if you'd done a little research, you would know that rus don't produce anything red. I'm just saying. All right.
0: Yeah, people are crazy, dude. But it's always going to exist. It's always going to happen. There's always going to be those people. So instead of getting angry or upset about it, I just I just chuckle and I keep scrolling. Because I know 20 people are going to answer and they're going to say all the same things that I'm going to say, so. Someone's got it covered somewhere.
1: Yep. Yeah. Dude, i don't have to. This kid, man. If she's not in here drawing on top of tanks, she'd open in cages.
0: <laughs> and start putting locks on everything.
1: Dude, I'm telling you. Like, I'm just sitting here talking to you. And I look over, in that topic, that's, this whole time I've been talking to you, I've been moving stuff around, kind of looking, because this ain't anything I exactly want running around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, <laughs> lock your doors, people. If you have kids, <laughs> lock your doors.
0: All right, man. Well, we're an hour and a half. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, check me out on Instagram, Carpet Cartel. Uh, Facebook as well, Carpet Cartel. Adrian Evan Broder. Yes, we have a joint Facebook. Kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody cheated. Nothing like that. It's just a lot of same friends, a lot of same stuff. We just roll.
0: Yeah. Like what's that. the point of having two different ones if set, you got everybody in the same yeah, way Shut the hell up! I hear that all the time. Oh, who cheated? <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Look, some some girl sent me a asshole. random friend request. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, dude, I got a, a random friend <laughs> request from somebody the other day, and I was like, okay, and they. Seem like snake people. They had a lot of mutual friends, so I accepted it. Don't know who this is. And the very, they posted to my timeline, this meme about people with joint Facebook accounts and somebody cheated and their balls are in a jar. And I just went back <laughs> and unfriended. You know, like I don't even fucking know you. First of all, to be talking shit. Second of all, kiss my ass. It's like it's just Facebook. I don't care. But yeah, Andrea Evonbroder, Carbo Cartel, uh, Instagram. I'm, I love Instagram.
0: Me all too. Pictures,
1: you know, Instagram's great. A lot less drama. Yep. Just look at my pictures like it. And you get to don't see like nothing it, but
0: cool care. green snakes if that's all you want to see. Yep. Is uh what is there a word on is there a word on Southern Carpet Fest yet? Uh no. I
1: since I've been working, man, I mean they got me in there sixty hours a week. I, I just been so busy and I haven't had time to breathe really. And to get with Austin, and I was gonna say so. It's,
0: and, it's pretty much this year. It's it's not your headache.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I, I don't. I'm not sure what's gonna happen this year. If we're gonna have one, I'd love to this'd be the first year we don't. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's a lot of work to put into it, especially since Ian took over and up to up to get the whole game with the auctions and stuff. It's like, man, how how do I compete with that? And it's just it's a headache, man. And, Bill's and retired now. Tell
0: Bill to up. do it. Bill's got time. Yeah, He ain't working anymore. Here, Bill, take this over.
1: Exactly. You know, and, I, and I, I've thought about that. I was like, y'all want to just take this over? But What else is he it's, doing it's
0: besides, the besides like sitting no, poolside man. drinking margaritas and playing with his cool contours, dude? He could do it. Nah. Steagle. Yeah, and I think he's going uh, to be moving
1: as well. So I think it's another... Issue with him, he's going to be moving, so no, no, him trying to probably take it over. But he, I mean, he's got some time now. He just retired, exactly. So I might hit him up and say, "Here, you take this over this yeah, year. <laughs> this can be
0: your headache." I don't know how Ian did it, man. Ian and who you know the other Quiet. people involved in that. Like, holy shit, did they do a good job?
1: I mean, it was huge. Like their oxygen is insane, and it's just like. How do we compete
0: with that? Yeah, I wasn't saying. I won a bunch of stuff not knowing I had won it. So I learned my lesson about the Carpet Fest auction very quickly. Pay attention to what you bid on, people, because you'll win it and then realize you won it. And then realize <laughs> you have to pay for everything.
1: And I just found it.
0: What, the... Uh, awesome. The you yeah, oh,
1: it's, okay. it's on the back of the, the shelf I have them on. I wish we could video this Because this is going to be funny
0: All right, man We'll handle that Thank you for coming on Uh, No
1: problem man Love talking snakes Everyone please subscribe
0: Via SoundCloud iTunes Google Play Spotify All that good stuff Follow me on Facebook At ConjoCast Follow me on Instagram At The ConjoCast Follow my personal stuff At Palmetto Coast Exotics Across all platforms And we will see you later Evan thank you again
1: No problem
2: man Thanks
0: Take it easy